Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. And we're in uh, Tallahassee, Florida for this broadcast, and my guest here at Florida State University is a professor in the business school, Dr. Bruce Billings. And uh, Bruce, uh, welcome to our program today. Well, I'm delighted to be a part of this. And you are a faculty member here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your responsibilities here at the university at Florida State. Well, I'm uh, in, responsible for teaching some of the coursework here. One of the classes that I primarily teach at this point is uh, what we would typically call advanced accounting. So it's uh, covering business combinations and consolidations and uh, foreign currencies and you know, a variety of topics like that. Okay. Not so. something that sounds like a lot of fun, though. <laughs> well, but, it's, but we turn it into some fun. Some people it, it yeah, does, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and you're, uh, how long have you been uh, teaching here? I've been here for a little over 20 years now. It seems like uh, the time has just flown by. Right, I bet. And uh, and you're kind of uh, a permanent snowbird, maybe, or somebody who uh, yeah. left the uh, northern area. I, I left Pennsylvania mm -hmm. those 20-some years ago and moved south and uh, enjoy not having to shovel snow or ride in a, a blizzard or slide on the ice, <laughs> unless it's inside an arena and I have skates on. Right, sure. It's yes. still fun to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I grew up in Southern California, so I used to say, you know, well, we could drive to the snow if we wanted it. Exactly. <laughs> I can visit it, but we didn't I can have leave to it. Shovel it. But uh, yeah. in any case, so we have that in common, uh, the yeah. Pennsylvania connection, and we've talked about a little bit about that, and also. Uh, the uh, background in the Christian and Missionary Alliance, which I'm ordained in and have right. served as a pastor for many years. Right. And uh, you grew up in that uh, denomination. I did. I grew up uh, in the Alliance, participating in Bible quizzing and uh, fun things like that. And then when we came back to State College uh, for their the accounting PhD program, the five years we were there, we were at the Alliance Church at State College. Uh, so we enjoyed that time as well. Mm-hmm. So you got your Ph.D. at Penn State and your undergrad there, too? or No. I, I My undergrad, I have actually two undergraduate degrees. One okay. was from Tocoa Falls in Georgia. Right. Okay, which is an alliance school. Yes, right. right. It's, uh, and I had a theology degree there. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to school some years after that and uh, went to Appalachian State in okay. Boone, North Carolina, and received a second undergraduate degree in accounting. Right. Okay. So that was so, what started me down the path that I'm currently on. Great. Okay. And so I ended up at Penn State, and mm -hmm. uh, but also I understand uh, too that you had uh, some of your extended family uh, have been missionaries uh, overseas oh, at, yes. in the alliance. Oh and, yes. Uh, so uh, a number of family members are or were or are. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, uncle Clyde Ritchie was missionary in the Ivory Coast for many many years, and uh, Ray Stombaugh and other cousin of mine, uh, who was uh, in, uh, I believe it was in Guinea for a while. Mm -hmm. And then uh, cousins, Dave Lawfer is at headquarters in Colorado, and uh, John Ritchie is in South America training uh, the South, South Americans how to communicate and minister to uh, Muslims. Mm, okay. So they're still quite actively involved in the ministries. Great, great. Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, you know, a, a privilege to have uh, myself come to Christ in the Alliance, and you came Me too. to faith as a young person there, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
it's a denomination that has held uh, strongly over the years to the authority of the scripture, which yes. I think is a key uh, issue in churches today. Right. And I think that's what's being challenged more than anything today. Right. And so if there are, are uh, culture wars, it's not necessarily Christians versus non-Christians. It's Christians who believe the Bible to be the authority and those who think man's opinion has surpassed uh, the uh, teachings of God's word. Yeah, I think one of the problems uh, is the that we think that the scripture is um, something we can believe parts of and not other parts of, uh, especially in our culture, which makes it look like uh, Christians are intolerant is the right current term. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, then, they don't realize everybody's intolerant of right. something. Because <laughs> they're intolerant of people yeah, exactly. who are intolerant. Exactly. So it's, a, it's a vicious uh, circle, and there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. And there is. We all need to be careful about that, but uh, mm-hmm. we believe that Jesus Christ is the greatest person who ever lived and uh, that he is the only person with the credential of the empty tomb. Right. And so he right. speaks with authority both uh, on the life after death, and he says we can have eternal life if we believe in him, as well as how to live uh, this life. Mm-hmm. And so we look to the Bible as our, our guidebook. And so uh, you grew up uh, in a Christian home and accepted Christ, but you said you went through a time of really making the faith yours. And how did mm-hmm. that happen? Well, it was between high school and college. I, I, I think my I was about 19 at the uh, time, and and it just struck me that I'd been brought up to believe um, a number of things. And I, as I looked inside myself, I wasn't sure why. And so it, it struck me that I had to decide for myself: Is this really what I believe? And it sort of took me down that path of uh, trying to understand what the evidence that supports Christianity is, and. Uh, allow myself to be challenged by people who don't believe what I was believing at the time. And and it just helped to strengthen my faith, actually, more than anything, rather than uh, creating doubt. Right. I think the evidence is pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. Sure, it is. And uh, it reminds me, the use of the word evidence reminds me of the book that was a classic back uh, decades ago of Josh McDowell, Evidence That Demands, demands a, a Verdict. verdict right. and, uh, and, and there are many since then. I mean, uh, we have even complete ministries like Ravi Zacharias, which are dedicated to helping people know why they should believe what we believe. Right. And <clears throat> we had the privilege of having him on our program at, uh, a couple of years ago and then more recently another new guy on the on the scene with apologetics i don't know if you've come across frank turek uh, he's uh, out of uh, southern evangelical seminary uh-huh. and uh, he wrote uh, co-wrote the book i don't have enough faith to be an atheist and uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic apologetic uh, uh-huh. work and uh, why you know uh-huh. the evidence is there you don't yes. have to throw away your brains to be a christian uh-huh. and the best answers to life uh, are found in in God's Word because he's the uh, author of life. Some of the most uh, informative things I've come across as well are uh, some of the debate transcripts with uh, William Lane Craig. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where uh, people who oppose Christianity or don't believe in it often try to raise the most challenging questions like uh, pain and suffering and things like that. Why? How could a God endure that pain and suffering if he's really there. Yeah, and, and just reading those are very enlightening Sure, uh, and cause us to think a little deeper about what we believe. Right. Yeah, and I think to any listener maybe who may have questions, we don't tell people 
you know, to uh, stop asking questions. We say, you know, look for the answers, but realize there are satisfactory answers. Hmm. Uh, every question that's being asked today, uh, there's rarely a, t- a question that comes up that hasn't been asked before, maybe a oh, yeah. hundred or a thousand times, oh, yeah. and that someone has given an answer based on a biblical Christian perspective. And mm-hmm. when I came in your office, I noticed one of the first things I noticed here is you've got uh, More Than a Carpenter by mm-hmm. Josh McDowell on your desk. And uh, Born again about the uh, the testimony of Chuck Colson yeah. and uh, great books. Uh, so uh, um, you know you're not shy about uh, recognizing yourself in this setting as a believer in Jesus Christ. No, those are there intentionally. Uh, they help me connect with students who are curious. Some, even like Frank Paredes' book. Um, sometimes uh, I will hear a, a student of mine who is not who is not a Christian, but still has read some of the literature. Uh, like that, that uh, would be um, most typical for a Christian to read. And so it starts a conversation that uh, might otherwise not have happened. Right. Okay. And also I see the uh, Gideon Bibles as well. Are you involved with the Gideons? Or I, No, but I, we had a faculty member here several years ago who was involved with Gideons. And um, so I asked for a, a stack of Bibles because mm-hmm. I thought it, when they leave campus, there there are going to be students who didn't cross their paths, and they may be in my class. And mm-hmm. so that gives me an opportunity to give them a Bible right. um, that maybe the Gideons wouldn't have been able to do. Sure, sure. So the Gideons hand out scriptures on, on your campus occasionally they do. then? And, they do. Uh, we see them. Uh, haven't seen them for a while, but usually when uh, I walk onto campus from a parking area, I'll see two of them together, and they'll pass. They're passing them out, so it gives me a chance to connect with them as well and right. encourage them. Okay, uh, it's good and, work. Um, I think you maybe the parking lot is a good place for you to have conversations sometimes. It, it seems <laughs> uh, that way. You shared a couple of them that uh, with me before we turned on the microphones, and uh, I think uh, there were a couple of Mormons out in the parking lot one yeah, day. Yeah, uh, you know, you never know who you're going to run into, and, and uh, Mormons are pretty aggressive, and, and that's you know. That's fine. Uh, but it's, um, you know, this is why I'm very concerned about people having um, a good answers for what they believe. Not that we can't, uh, you know, God's Holy Spirit can overcome anything, but I think it, we're told to be prepared to give an answer. Right. And so um, we, I ran into a couple of Mormon, young Mormon missionaries, and, and they were posing questions to try to engage me in conversation. And uh, one of the things that I've, um, in my own research, have become aware of is that Mormons are a little reluctant to challenge their own faith. And so it gave me an opportunity to challenge them to think about what they believe and encourage them to really read more of the criticisms that are out there and see if their faith, if it's real, should withstand those criticisms. And so it was... uh, I, I guess I just enjoy those kind of conversations where I have a chance to stand up and defend my faith based on what I've kind of committed to my own memory. And right, okay, uh, it's 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 I get some enjoyment out of that actually. Yeah, okay. And you you referred, <laughs> I think, in that conversation to the lack of of archaeological or historical evidence of yeah. the. Uh, the tr- missing tribes in in America that right. Joseph Smith uh, suggests were here. Right, right. So, uh, and that and the individual I was speaking with knew that, mm. and, and so it was just it's one of those more obvious ones that uh, challenges 
the validity of what they claim to believe. So, you know, it's a good starting point to get them to start thinking a little bit more. Um, It's also ironic how little they know about Scripture itself. Um, You know, they know about their own Book of Mormon, and I actually have Mm -hmm. a copy in my desk here, but uh, because I want to know what it says, too. Sure, yeah. Um, So it's it's just interesting to challenge them on their own uh, faith. Right, and the counterfeits, uh, most of the time, they... uh, we would call them the the non-Christian cults that are out there, that a variety of them, the Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, Christian Science, and some others that generally have the view, a wrong view of Jesus, uh, that he sure. either wasn't God or that he was one of many gods or whatever right. the, the the brand has come up with to yeah. not accept the, the triune God of the Bible, yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then the way of salvation, uh, a lot of the motivation for, I think, the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses is that they're earning brownie points to uh, heaven, and that's part of how you get there. Mm. Uh, and in Christianity, yeah. it's it's uh, the opposite, that heaven is a free gift mm. and that we don't deserve it or earn it, uh, uh, but that without Christ, uh, we're totally lost, but with Christ, we're found and saved yeah, and right. uh, have a place in heaven one day. Yeah. You know, I've, as I've thought about that, um, it strikes me that the people who believe that it will require works tend to be more active then. You know, yeah. we as Christians, it's a responsibility we have to go out even though we know that's not why we earn our salvation, no. it's still an important thing that we be engaged right. in living it out and being uh, active uh, and doing the works because that's the building of our faith. It's not the start of it, nor it's, it's not the origin of it, but it certainly helps to uh, grow that faith as we live it out. Right. And uh, we're going to talk about this a little more on our next broadcast. My guest uh, for this edition of the Lion's Den University Report is Dr. Bruce Billings here in the business school at uh, Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Report. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.